Hello and welcome back to Dial H for Hero Clicks. I'm your sexy ranch hand co-host Calder Ness. This episode, we're going to be talking about all the Hero Clicks U.S. Nationals news, as well as answer some listener questions. This is episode 469. Howdy, howdy. Let's get rowdy. So, if you're looking for emotional satisfaction, my advice to you is seek professional Hero Clicks. Are you serious again? How many people even play this game? Like 100 instant deadpan humor. Over they, uh, six people humor? think I am funny. I'm your captain. America. That was just you in a costume. You absolute fools. Zimmy will be able to edit that out, I'm sure. That's cool because it's expensive. I'm going to make hero clips like that forever. Are you <laughs> kidding? Wow, wow, wow. Dial H for HeroClicks is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com, where you can find cool stuff in stock every day, including all the latest HeroClicks singles and seal products. Make sure to check them out at CoolStuffInc.com and use code DIAL5, that's D-I-A-L-5, for 5% off your Cool Stuff Inc. order. And if you're doing any shopping at the shop.wizkids.com, the official WizKids place to get some HeroClicks, you can use code DIALH10, D-I-A-L-H-10, for 10% off your HeroClicks order. All right, joining me like always in this video is Simeon Bruce. What's going on, Simeon? Yeah, I've got a tiny jar of dice. Ooh, ooh. And in case this is somehow your first episode of Dial H for HeroClicks or one of the first of many, we are a casual HeroClicks podcast that talks about all sorts of fun, casual goodness. So if you are new to the game, this is a great place to start. We don't take things too seriously here, and we just get right into news and all sorts of fun combos of figures and teams. But we also have over 20... I think now between us, we have almost the full lifespan Goodness. of HeroClicks, years of experience, maybe. And we've been doing this pretty long time. So you're in good hands if this is the first time you're listening to Dial H for HeroClicks. We like to start off every week with what made us happy, a little segment that gets into uh, some, some nice positive things uh, that, for the rest of the week. It's not quite HeroClicks related. So Simeon, what made you happy this last week? 2014. So yeah, I mean, the tail end, like the very tail end of 2014. So okay. I'm almost at nine years you're, I'm, you're I'm coming good. close to nine years of nine. uh having played this game wow so you're you're almost nine and i'm at 11 so yeah 20 yeah. basically almost full 20 years so that's the, pretty cool the flash set is what got me into the game surprisingly enough wow <laughs> it was the, the flash being simian's favorite character yeah obviously my favorite character max mercury such an mm. iconic character. I pulled it and I instantly said, I know exactly who this man is. Who? Uh, exactly what his backstory is. Blah, blah, blah. Um, he actually, the only comic I've ever read that had Max Mercury in it, because I'm not like a big Flash reader, uh, was the, the deceased storyline. There's like a little bit of, uh, not Flash, like Barry Allen Flash, like not the Justice League Flash. It's like the... The little weird tertiaries like Jesse Quick and Max Mercury. Oh, sure. And, um, the tiny little kid. I can't remember his name, but he's also there. Those kind of people. And yeah, Max dies at the end. Spoiler. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, my favorite character gone just like that. Uh, say it. <laughs> no. What made me happy this week was not, not Max Mercury dying. Uh, it also wasn't this tiny little jar of dice although they are really cute and i can't wait to play them at some point i got uh it's a jar of this game is called pirate dice and it's all about wagering there's five different colored dice and you have to wager whether you have a higher die roll than someone else or not i don't know it's weird but anyhow 
what made me happy this last week was uh hang on i forgot about it what was it oh it was so such a good thing um was it weather was it the weather again is that what i was gonna say you got a little Uh, nicer toward the weekend be the weather was it some food i ate did i get some food that oh yeah i'll say that um it's either food or weather with me. So <laughs> going I'll through say, your classic options of food or weather. <laughs> what would hmm, what would I say in this situation? This question that I know a full week ahead of time that is coming. Uh, one thing that made me happy is I don't have to watch my sister's dogs anymore. She came back from vacation. I'm sure it was a fun time. I haven't seen her, but more importantly, I haven't seen her dog since she got back. So that's great. <laughs> I, I really like that. That's nice. Uh <laughs> they're fine dogs i just i don't have a lot of free time and uh so then that made me happy and then it was one of my friend's birthdays and so went out saw them and got some t-bone steaks out of the deal but these are massive massive steaks the one i cooked up last night was the size of my head in like circumference and it's about two inches thick i got a new grill which went along perfectly with a steak. So, oh yeah, uh, I I threw it on, tested it out. Grill works great. Steaks tasted great. So, yeah, I didn't even I made like a half corn on the cob as like the side because it was literally too much meat mm. to knead sides with to be able to eat a side with. And so I was like sitting there. I was like, should I do mashed potatoes too? And I was like, no, it literally just take up more space. So, but yeah, yeah that's pretty fair. Good steak uh good times don't have to watch dogs anymore less responsibility means i'm happier also apparently it's my 200th episode yeah <laughs> i could just insert like an air horn in the in yeah the do you throw an uh, air horn a if we want to get why i don't know <laughs> this is like work for you like it's just cl- the best like 30 second bits of like simian clips oh gosh. or something yeah every time you've talked about food that's way more than every time you uh, yeah it's a lot that'd be a whole a episode lot. into itself just you going udino uh, uh that's the only one that came to mind right now but the other one <laughs> yeah homos coneflower oh yeah uh, all homos yeah. gather uh weird elk bolognese oh yeah i don't know if i ever talked about that on the podcast but incredible <laughs> awesome <laughs> i'm glad you had a good time this still ended up being pretty food related though with the grill the t-bone the little, little bit of corn so a very in character very good very good simeon yeah i like to keep uh, it on par i i will say it must just be a good week for birthdays and food because ironically that is also what made me happy it was my little brother's birthday and we went to the Guy Fieri restaurant over across across the river in Iowa. Whoa, whoa, and whoa. Guy Fieri. Is it Fieri? Is that how Guy it is? Guy Fieri, yeah. Yeah. That's how, he, that's how he wants people to pronounce it. I think he's from okay. like New Jersey, so I'm sure it's not. Yeti. But okay. That's anyway, so Guy uh, Guy Fieri's restaurant that we went to, uh, <laughs> Guy Fieri, or Guy, I don't know. Anyways, he had the American Kitchen and Bar restaurant. And it was just a great time. We both just got burgers, but we got this really cool appetizer called something shotgun shells. And we were like, it sounds really good. It's got uh, sausage and cheese stuffed inside this like pasta thing, which is then wrapped in bacon and then covered in this 
brown sugar barbecue seasoning thing. And I'm like, that just sounds really good. They were, they were kind of spendy for like three of them. They're like I don't know, four inches long, a little more than a quarter in width, I would say quarter and a half in width. Uh, they're like 17 bucks for that. I was like, man, that seems a little spendy for these things, but they look, they sound so good. There's no picture, but they ended up being really, really good. They were delicious. So that was super made me happy. And then during the weekends, so we did that on his actual birthday. And then during the weekend, we headed up to Sioux Falls where we celebrated the rest of our family because it was the 10th. So it was exactly in between his birthday and my mother's birthday. So we went, we hung out, we went to a casino up there what didn't make me happy, well, I don't know how to gamble. I don't know how to gamble at all. Don't really care to learn. Um, but we were killing time at the casino. He had turned the age that he was legally able to gamble. So we're like, all right, sure, let's mess around a little bit. Um, so I'm sitting there and playing blackjack with my dad. And he's explained to me like the rules and how it works. And I was like, all right, cool, I'm in. And the dealer was like, no, you have to touch the chip he gave you. I'm like, uh, okay, weirdo, but fine. Uh, so I did. Rules like that. Yeah, and so then I, then I was apparently in, um, and whatever. Uh, he gave me like twenty five bucks. That was the chip. That was a minimum bid. Bid, and then whatever. Lost that, and I was like, okay, fine. I'll throw in a hundred dollars just to keep playing and just do twenty five at a time and see what happens. I ended up getting up to like two hundred dollars, and I was like, I should quit, but whatever. I'll just keep playing. I'll start doing like fifty dollar bets, whatever, you know. And then I let my father talk me into doing a terrible, terrible decision. And I can't ever say I recommend this to anyone ever like, as it burnt me. Oh, you need to double down on that. Pick. That is exactly what it was. I need to split the um, the card. So I got dealt a okay. seven and a seven. And he was like, ah, oh, seven and a seven. That's like, that's really rough. That's terrible. You got to uh, split the bid. And I was like, okay. So then I took one, I had two chips. So I took one chip off of the other one and sat it next to it. And he's like, no, that's not what I meant. You have to put in another $50 to then move that card to its own place. And then he'll give you two new cards, one on the original bid and then yeah. one on the other bid. And I was like, ah, so I'm now $100 into this hand. Not a fan of that. Also uh, with we, sevens, which is bad. Yeah. Yeah, I like, was like, maybe we should have just been like, bad, but yeah, two sevens is pretty rough way to start. So, get a ten, some ten card, some face card, and I was like, okay, seventeen, sure. And then the other card gets another seven, and I'm like, well, that sucks, but whatever. And no, he was like, oh, you, you should split it. Again. You should split it again. <laughs> <laughs> so we split oh, the seven and seven. No. I get another seventeen, and then I, yeah, I get another seven. I'm like, oh. And then he's like, we'll split it again. And I was like, how many times am I allowed to do this? And he was like, four. You're at the max amount of like splits. Uh, and then, of course, the dealer hit the perfect 21. So all of my money, uh, for those counting at home, the $200 was all gone in uh, one oh, quadruple man. split and a blackjack. And I was like, all right, fine. There's my $100. It became 200 and now it became zero. I'm going to just hang out and wait for my brothers to be done. I'm going to go play a slot machine for like put 20 bucks in a slot machine. Yeah. Uh, I then put $20 in a slot machine doing just like the minimum bid. And this is like mind numbingly press button, press button, press button, press button, 24 cents back. Cool. Um, and then I got all the way up to $70 and I was like, I should stop. Right. I turned $20 into 70. This is good. But then my brain was like, no, the casino took $100 from you. You need to try to get $120. And then I ended up losing all of that, putting in another 40 losing all of that, and then attempting to drink uh, 
$160 worth of Coca-Cola until we eventually decided to go to the hotel. So it was not a great, that was, that part was not so great, but the, the other part with the hanging out with my family and the eating and that stuff, that was, that was pretty fun. But I figured the, the gambling shenanigans would be a fun little story to tell us. Don't gamble kids. Unless of course it's buying hero clicks, in which case go for that ultra chase, baby. Keep buying those packs. Yeah. That's uh, not gambling. That's just uh, collecting with style. That's just, just what? Co- <laughs> collecting with style? Yeah. No, I will say Blackjack is its one of my favorite games. I i don't play. I don't gamble a lot, but I love the idea of Jack, like Blackjack and same with poker. I've gone into like my poker spiel before, how yeah. I really love the... Um, the gamesmanship behind poker and like the idea of poker. I don't so much like playing it competitively or for money, I guess is what you would call competitive poker. play, <laughs> Right. Uh, but no blackjack is one of those games where there's quote unquote, a perfect strategy for like any card that you're dealt and going into blackjack, playing blackjack, you just have to know that there's certain hands that you're going to lose and getting dealt like two sevens back to back is probably a hand you're going to lose because yeah. the chances of getting a third seven and hitting 21, very low. Uh, the chances on of busting, about as good as like drawing like one of the lower cards. And then mm-hmm. again, like the dealer always wins if they hit 21 or whatever. Uh, so yeah. You're always supposed to assume that whatever the dealer has, uh, their unflipped card, you're always supposed to assume that's a face card. So if they're showing an ace, then you assume they have 21. If they're showing sure. a 10, then you assume they have 20. And if you get in a situation where you have like a 14 or a 17 or something, then yeah, you just have to kind of take your losses or keep hitting until you go broke. <laughs> Jeez. I liked but, playing, uh, yeah. when I went to Vegas, I really liked playing the digital blackjack machine oh, because okay. it let you do minimum bids of 25 cents and so i put like two bucks in and i sat there for like an hour just like going back and forth between like five dollars it's kind of enjoying playing it as a game yeah versus like i'm gonna make some big bet money yeah yeah it's the way to go just like enjoy it just as a game just like i'm hanging out but all right that is what made us happy this week let's go ahead and jump into some news, shall we? This isn't uh, this is not exactly cutting edge news. We're just finally getting around to talking about the U.S. Nationals Championships, which will be at Gen Con this year. Uh, yeah. For those of you that don't know, Gen Con is going to be from August third. So I believe about uh, August 6th. So that is a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday convention. So pretty pretty good time. Gen Con is a big board game convention with a, I'm going to say, slight secondary focus on cosplay. It's You're 100% there for board games, but there's also just a lot of people that do go around and cosplay. They do do a cosplay competition, but it's, it, is a, it is a board game focused convention. But if you're like me and you enjoy cosplay, there's also a really cool cosplay aspect to it as well. Um, to run down just the article that WizKids says this year, so really quick, they do link the article, and they also link to Gen Con. Event registration is open, and you can pre-register for all of these events, or you can buy 
I think you just get a ticket. They don't do generics. They do like a ticket thing and you register for it like on a little computer there as well, which is really weird and kind of fun, funky. Um, so just for the national qualifiers, then I'll let Simeon go into like kind of all the other events. On Thursday, there's going to be a national qualifier. It's going to take four hours. It starts at 12, ends at four. Maximum amount of people is 16, and the entry is $20. Uh, the maximum amount of people in the entry is the same for all of these. The time starts are a little different. Friday, they'll have a nationals qualifier, which starts at 9 a.m., which is like the earliest I think I've ever seen a Heroclix tournament of any kind start, which is really crazy. Yeah, um, it's like right same thing. Gen Con doors open, basically. Right, yeah. Friday is going to have one at 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. And then on Saturday, your last day to qualify before Nationals is at 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. And that is that is the Nationals qualifiers. Uh, if you want to know, the top four players from each qualifier event will advance to the Heroclix U.S. National Championship. We ask that attendees only register to play in a qualifier event if they are available for the times of the National Championships should they qualify. Attendees may only pre-register for one qualifier event. If a player does not qualify in that event and wishes to join a subsequent qualifier event, please check the Heroclix registration staff 15 minutes prior to the qualifier event. So you can only register for one of these. So just keep that in mind. All right. You also have to fill out a force sheet and arrive 20 minutes prior to the start time of the event to verify your team. You got to be there at 840 in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. That's like really early convention wise. Like that doesn't sound early, guys. That's like really early convention wise. That's wild. Uh, that's cool though. And if a player qualifies, they may not register for a subsequent qualifier event, even if space is available. This used to happen a lot at nationals. Where people would like grind out qualifiers just for practice. But because of the way they're doing it, once you're qualified, you don't get to play anymore. Interesting. If there are fewer than 16 players at the start time of a national championship qualifiers, additional players will be invited to play according to their placement in the qualifier event, starting with a fifth place player in each qualifier, and then proceeding down the standings until all 16 spots are filled. Ugh. Players who do not qualify but are close in the standings are encouraged to be at the Hero Host registration area with the required entry fee in generic tickets. Oh, so they do also just have generic tickets as well. Uh, at the start time of the Hero Host US national championships in case spots become available. So that is all about the qualifiers. Do you want to break down battle royals for us, Simeon? I'm just imagining grinding for four hours to get a place, missing fourth by like points. Oof. Yeah. And then they're like, hey, since you got fifth, you're first in line for this next one if you want to spend another. <laughs> so yeah, just to go over. Another 20 bucks. I've heard people say, and this is the same exact thing they did last year. And it was weird last year. It's weird this year, but it is what it is. Um, so the maximum amount of people that will be able to join qualifiers is 64. And then the maximum that is going on to nationals is 16, right? Oh, yeah. Unless It's true. Unless there's already... People qualified? I don't think so. Yeah. So nationals is free. It's a free entry. Um I don't think they're doing like pre-qualification like they did with like worlds and stuff like that for this. So this is essentially your Swiss rounds. So it's essentially like 64 player Swiss tournament is what it like breaks down into over the course of three days. And then on Sunday you've got like the actual or uh, no Saturday, Saturday, uh, 1 PM. Yeah. So it, the last qualifier ends at 1 p.m. and then nationals starts at 2 p.m. So an hour later, actual national starts. Uh, but yeah, it, it essentially is like a small format, small for like WizKids nationals 
it's 64 players max and then it immediately cuts to top 16 is basically how it works which isn't that different from like a different on any other tournament it seems weird because quote unquote people that are qualifying is just like so low yeah but it's realistically like you already went through your swiss rounds and like this is you know all right so battle royals uh battle royals are one of the most beloved hero clicks events for uh formats of all time and there will be many opportunities to participate them in some this year at gen con register in advance for battle royals through the gen con registration system or show up to the hero clicks area with generic tickets and see if there are spots available there almost always will be uh, players participating in battle royals will have a chance to win marvel hero clicks thor gwen which is a new con exclusive that we haven't even seen Ooh. the dial yet uh, or marvel hero clicks venom god of symbiotes for the first time ever so these are both winnables we're not sure if venom god of symbiotes will be a buyable as well uh, then they go on to some special events. So there's going to be the Heroclix, the first ever Heroclix theme tournament, which will be a Silver Age-based tournament, and that's going to be Thursday. It's going to be a three-hour tournament. Max players is eight, so just a little round-robin thing. The very first ever Heroclix pulp tournament is going to be Friday from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. That's a 16-person limit. Person limit. Both of those, well, all of these are going to cost 20 bucks. And I don't think they gave the price on Battle Royals, but I have it right here. It is also $20 for Battle Royal entries. Okay, sure. Um, yeah, everything's $20. So Friday is Pulp. Saturday is going to be Heroclix Silver Age Tournament. It's going to be 16-player cap. Starts at 2 p.m., goes to 6 p.m., $20 entry. Uh, then it's going to be another Silver Age tournament on Sunday from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m., which is weird because, oh, it's half the people. That's why. Uh, eight yeah. people, player cap on that one. Uh, and then Sunday is going to be another Heroclix theme tournament with a 16-player cap. Uh, so that's double the size of the first one they do on Thursday. And then the Pulp tournament is going to be an eight-player cap. So it looks hmm. like... Kind of taking turns being eight or 16. Yeah, theme pulp silver. I'll get a turn being an eight person tournament and a 16 player tournament. I wonder, I don't think so, but I wonder if uh, the prizing will vary because you would think a 16 person tournament would be more prizing, but it is the same entry fee. So who knows? Uh, But yeah, it's going to be in what, Indianapolis, Indiana? Yes, Indianapolis, Indiana at the downtown convention center. Pretty, I want to say it's fairly easy to get around downtown. Parking sucks, not going to lie. Parking is, like, awful. You need to, like, buy a parking pass, like, way, like, when you get your hotel, you know, for, like, these parks. Because it's by the Lucas Oil Stadium, so it uses the, um, what are they, the Colts or something, I think. That's oh, their Indianapolis sure. Colts. It uses like that for parking and a few other places. Still really rough. There's a ton of people that go. So it's it's going to be tight. It's going to be tight, tight, tight. But I, I like this. I like these events they're doing. I like that, number one, they announced all of these new cool theme, uh, pulp, silver, all that stuff. No golden events. Just saying. Just saying. They, they did announce that as like an what? official theme. And there's not a single golden event. They don't want to judge that. 
And no, it's I would have loved some chaos. If they're saving it for worlds, I understand. But man, I would have loved some golden chaos. Just the worst stuff they would have imaginable. To do like a ban list. They would have to. Oh. Man, I bet I bet it's taking them up until worlds to yeah. finally fully figure out a ban list. You know, like to Yeah. Unless they just say it's Wild Wild West. Theme. Yeah, if they if they were just like, you know, we'll do our best to judge this, but you know, whatever. But I, I imagine to be similar to theme where it's like no ATAs, battlefield conditions, uh, characters that use D20s, event dials, feats, location, bonuses, resources, or special terrain. Yeah. I imagine. I would assume that's also just the copy paste. Like that. For, but then they yeah. have to just like unban and stuff. They have to unban like the things from silver because if you're going to let everything from golden be in there, you got to let everything from silver. Oh, yeah, be in there. dude. Um, once once you look at everything that exists in Golden, you're like, oh, Jason Wingard's like, fine, never mind. Yeah, Maybe still keep definitely. Penguin banned. Penguin really does allow for just too many shenanigans, but... Um, uh, yeah. Twice twice this weekend, or yeah, twice the weekend of Gen Con, HeroClix Nationals, there's one on Friday at 1pm and one on Saturday at 1pm, the HeroClix X of Swords storyline oh, organized yeah. play. We saw these previously they did these at worlds you play through all three months so you get a total of six boosters i believe or maybe it's three boosters i can't remember how exactly they play but you have a chance to win tarot cards the grand prize figures the like end of the month figures all that stuff you get all the participation stuff um and it doesn't say what the player cap is going to be on those so honestly no idea but it does say it's going to be Sixty-eight dollars. So, oh, hey, that's uh. I mean, it's for all three, though. Yeah. Yeah, it's for for it's all three bad. months plus pretty, participation yeah, prizing for all three months. It's a decent amount. Uh, and then yeah, I would do that. Finally, um, all of the 2023 summer convention exclusives from San Diego Comic Con will be reappearing at Gen Con, in addition to some new figures while supplies last. So for some people that don't go to San Diego Comic Con, this will be your first chance Ooh. at Hawkeye and Hawkeye, Merm Batman at Merman, uh, Space Ghost, and the DC HeroClix Wonder Woman Generations figures, which is just so I thought it was four, but... I know oh. we saw the we saw the middle Wonder Woman. Yes, uh, and then there's we don't know what was this Nubia, Nubia, oh, and Yara Queen, Moore, Queen of something, and then yeah, the other lady. Um, we haven't seen them, but yeah, those four will be available for purchase. And it says um, while supplies last, I assume they'll do like a ticketing system where you get a ticket says show up at this time to purchase what you want that is what they did last time i believe so it makes yeah. sense i think they'll likely do that and then i don't know what these uh i'm gonna say wonder woman generations it's three figures so it'll probably cost the same that like the mighty thors or mighty yeah, like 50 60 bucks thors. i would say like 50 dollars maybe maybe for these probably 15 for hawkeye and hawkeye same Should with batman space Ghost. yeah yeah single base figures are usually at 15 but yeah, that's everything from Gen Con. They, they uh, do say uh, sale of the figures is going to be limited to two per per customer. And oh, if the demand ends listed. up being okay. super high, they may limit that to one of each figure per customer without notice. So this is your official without notice notice. Yeah. It may only be one. 
depending on how high the demand is. So just so or you know. if you just give your friend money to go and buy them, uh, yeah. then you will probably make a Facebook post with, I don't know, like 30 of each again. And just maybe people might be like, oh, that's suspicious, and then forget about it, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that is Hero Hoops Nationals at Gen Con. I love Gen Con. I think we're both playing on going. Ian as well, if we can get things figured out. I really want to go. I love Gen Con. It's super fun. It's an excuse to dress up. There's more than just hero clicks. I've, I've went there where no hero clicks events were happening. I went and played when some hero clicks events were happening, and it's always a great time. But playing new games, doing the pin collecting, oh. ooh, so fun. I love collecting pins. Ooh, oh boy, such joy it brings me. Uh, it's just a ton of fun. Like, Gen Con is great every single like time I've ever been. It's always been a like just awesome time sorry I, I didn't realize i could click on the event and see what was going on Ooh. uh the storyline organized play says play all three months summer summer organized play event players receive three boosters so one of each month participation prizes and a chance for limited edition prize figures uh, minimum players are four max is 20 so a total of 40 people all together it does not say what kind of prizing or anything but I imagine okay. it's the same as previously, where first we'll get like a full set of tarot cards or something. Um, if I if we do end up getting to go and uh, I have the time, I'm probably gonna try for like the Friday or Saturday uh, or oh, for sure. play event. I should probably probably lock that down and figure out before all of these are sold out. So far, I, like this will be the last thing that I really have to dive deep in uh, on these. Um, so far the first qualifier, which was Thursday at noon, that is sold out. A battle Royal on Thursday is sold out. Mm. I didn't uh, realize they were doing tickets to the battle Royals. That's funny. Yeah. Which is, it's weird because that battle Royal usually take it's just place. Like, I just kind of want to hop in. Yeah. That one's going to take place while the grinder is happening. So it's weird that that one's sold out. Cause like those people can't both be there for the same things. Um, the Friday at 9 a.m. national qualifier is sold out. Let's see. The Friday at 1 p.m. is not sold out, and I can't tell how many people have bought tickets. So it is a max of 16. So if you're planning on going and you want to qualify and you want to play in nationals, that's one of your last days that's available. And then let's see. The Saturday. There's also a bunch of learn-to-play events that are $2, and I don't know what you get for two dollars but you, you get to learn, learn can, how to play hero clicks yeah. you get to learn how to play if you're listening to us you don't know how to play um i mean i guess this is probably one of the better places to start but it still seems odd uh saturday at 2 p.m is also oh wait that's the actual u.s national so that one's not sold out because it can't be sold out when is the last saturday qualifier okay saturday so saturday at 9 a.m isn't sold out and then the Friday at 1 p.m. are not is not sold out. So looks like it's probably down to the wire. If you're competitive and you are going to go to Gen Con, you really need to get onto the Gen Con website and put your order in for these. Um, obviously, make sure you have like the funds to get there in the hotel room and stuff first. But oh, yes. definitely, definitely much so. get these purchased before they're sold out. Because if I was going to go and I wanted to compete in nationals and it was sold out like the other option is you just sit around and wait with your name on a wait list so 
Okay. I see. Oh, according to this, also the fan appreciation sold out. Even oh, that's, that's right. A, I, even though it's a free event and... Sold out. Okay. Yeah. Two other battle royals. One, two, three, four, five. Five battle royals are sold out. How many people did they... 16. Dang, that's a lot of battle royals sold out already. Hmm. But yeah, that's it. That's all that I can see on here. I can't I can't give you well, any more information on nationals. That's it. That's it, Simeon. Are you sure? Wouldn't mind a little bit more information. Um let's see. Uh however you decide to come play, WizKids is looking forward to seeing you at Gen Con. Yeah. Which, which is different to me, because uh no however depending on how you decide to come play. I may or may not be looking forward to seeing you. <laughs> so there's some uh, there's some final words for you. Oh, okay. I like that. That's that's interesting. <laughs> well, guys, that is Gen Con. That's all the Gen Con news we have for you. There might be some more updates later, but that pretty much spells out all of the events. So let us know if you guys are excited for Pulp Teams. Uh, all that fun theme. Oh, there's no Teams event. Ooh, whoopsies. Uh, if you're excited for Pulp and whatnot, all this other cool stuff, the national qualifiers, is... which HeroClicks figures the the exclusives you're excited to get, let us know. That is one one final, final thing. Um, even though WizKids has those listed, and I believe Scott, Scott D'Ignostio uh, did clarify that they are running those events, those events still are not up for purchase on the Gen Con website. Gen Con apparently is like hard at, about you getting stuff posted in time. And if you don't get it posted in time, then they just do it at their own like leisure and kind of get mad at you. So yeah, mm. those, those uh, theme teams, but the two, the two themes, the two pulps and the two silver events are still to be listed on here. So we don't oh, know okay. I see. when those will be up for purchase. Hmm interesting well maybe we'll keep you in the know once that is up for purchase and it makes sense kind of like stair-stepping them so then just not everything gets sold out like instantly uh but we'll let you guys know but all right that is everything for nationals let's go ahead and jump into some listener questions there are dozens of us First one here, we got an email uh, from Corey M, who last week we were talking about some cool pulp teams, and so he wanted to hear uh, our thoughts on his idea for a pulp team. I'll just go ahead and read off the whole team. Seems I've already had time to look over all of the notes, so I'm not going to super like read into all of the the notes he has for each character. But he does detail out the purpose of each figure on the team and what they're there for and whatnot, which is really good. And I'm glad when people fully understand what they want their team to do and what a per character's purpose is on the team. So his team is the uh, P-Kit Manifold at 75, the main set Silver Samurai for Rise and Fall at 65, Spot at 50, Kitty Pride from Empire at 35, Mobius and Mobius from Disney Plus at 30, War of the Realm Scarlet Witch at 30, and then the Spider-Man Venom Absolute Carnage, Mary Jane at 15. The big purpose of this team is Manifold. He gives everybody uh, combat reflexes. I believe they're adjacent, which is really cool. But the team is kind of all about trying to abuse Mobius' thing. A lot of the team already has like phasing, and then they get to move and attack. I really do like Spot's inclusion on this team. 
Um, Kitty Pride can use the phasing bits. Mary Jane doesn't totally fit the team, but she's just a really, really good 15 points of annoying autonomous stuff to have in pulp. So, yeah. But there's a lot going on. Kind of the first thing Simi and I agreed upon for this team is that Manifold really doesn't need to be at 75 points no. at all. You you're, know? Paying, you're paying 45 points for three clicks, and uh, you lose zero of his utility if you just play the 35 the 30 point dial it is uh an exorbitant amount extra to pay for him and he's only got combat reflexes willpower so if he gets shot at he's easily toasted like done for yeah. at 30 or 75 like it gives you an extra plus one speed when you want to charge or plus two for movement and he is also like a use of prob but for 45 points, you could get yourself like the Wanda Maximoff, who is a 19 defend for the rest of your teams. They can and all be at 21 up close and also a prop, you know, and then I'm also more this guy, life. That, yeah. that was going to be my, yeah. If I'm running, oh, is that what you're manifold, say you want defend. You're handing out mm -hmm. combat reflexes, but you want to hand out defend as well. So that, you know, maybe you're defending with a 19 with Wanda. Maybe you're running like the starter watcher and doing like the 20 which is like real squishy 20 for the watcher, but everyone having a 22 for close, pretty solid. So that was kind of like the first bit where it's like you can save yourself 45 points, maybe tack on like another like really good attacker or something. I will say, never been big on any of these like silver samurai. I, I think you're investing a ton into popping off Mobius and Mobius, and he only works, like me and Simeon talked about this, like once per turn. Yeah. So... Only one of these characters gets to do the cool phase thing. Four squares once a turn. It's also just, I don't know. I've never been impressed with Mobius. It seems like you really like him. I think that's kind of why he's on the team. I think it's why kind of the team is semi-built around him. Um, I've just like four squares is just such a low amount of squares. And unless like your team's not themes, you're maybe not winning map, not choosing map. It's kind of tough to decide there. Unless you're crazy abusing like your map and like, oh yeah, phasing is huge and I can super like make this great. You really don't need phasing so much yeah especially uh, when it's limited to that four square range is really really tough i'll say this drop manifold to the the 30 point line add like watcher with like the defend dial um the starter set watcher now mobius is like let's say you use like the 19 or 20 whichever if you're using the 20 mobius is a 22 from range and close if you're doing that and i don't hate him when he's a 22 defense from range and close. Uh, but yeah, it is, it's four squares or less. And there's plenty of stuff out there that has better move and attack than that. They're just, there's so much and phasing, yeah. phasing is fine. Uh, phasing is great for most situations, but a flyer with like a five square running shot or even just four square running shot because Mobius only lets you make close attacks. So Honestly, anyone with running shot right. has better range than what Mobius lets you do. Mobius is four squares with one free attack, and that's for your whole team. And uh, yeah, Silver Samurai starting with stealth means that the only way he can move an attack is through Mobius. Oof. That is pretty tough. But I do, I do like idea of the team i really like spot i think he's probably my favorite inclusion on the team and i just really like kind of spot in general as a character he does like a great job so i would mess around with it i would kind of look where you can save points where you can find like a better attacker than silver samurai i would say you know cutting down 
Nay, manifold. <laughs> Cutting down manifold to like yeah. have more points on your team for more attackers or some better support. You know, that's what I would just kind of play around with for the most part of this team. Most of all, I would say practice it against like other really good pulp teams. Um, practice it against me or Simeon's team, maybe. Even if it's like playing like, hey, telling your buddy, play this team or have your buddy like make a team and practice against them or something or practice it against yourself a few times and figure out what you think the team could be doing better in like the world of pulp. That's basically what I would say because ultimately like practice is just the best. But you can find out so much about what your team is lacking and what your team really needs or doesn't need when you just practice. And yeah, yeah. I I agree. Um, I think Kitty Pride's one of the stronger phasers that he has on the team, Uh, especially she like has the phasing teleport. So when she uses it, Assuming she uses it and you keep Mobius on the team and she gets a free attack, she can use Blades with that attack. And then until the next turn, she takes a max of one damage from attacks. That's pretty solid. Um, One of the problems with her is she already has combat reflexes on dial. And so Manifold doesn't help her at all, which honestly, that's fine because you're probably not keeping her next to him if she's like the one that's phasing out. Right. I, I like the Scar, Scarlet Witch, the War of the Realms. Scarlet Witch is a good call. I think that's a perfectly adequate piece for 30 points in Pulp. Um, yeah, and then again, giving her combat reflexes and potentially like a higher defend. Mary Jane, yeah. I think everyone, everyone should look for Pulp, should definitely look at the Spider-Man Venom Absolute Carnage set again because there is some great CUR in that set. Whether you're using the like secret identity stuff, or you're just using Mary Jane and uh, the twenty-five point Marvella to like twenty-five point Marvella is just nuts. Having sidestep flight, but only if she has no action tokens. Barrier for fifteen points. It's it's insane. That one's insane. Uh, the yeah. uh, the Mary Jane is insane. Um, I don't hate Mobius. I do think that if you dropped Silver Samurai, you could find somebody that also had leadership and like some other stuff going on. Honestly, just find somebody with like for 65 points, there's definitely someone that's common, uncommon, rare that has like hypersonic. And then you at least have the option of making a different attack other than relying on Mobius. Because the thing I fear about this team is Mobius gets picked off right away. And then your whole team is just phasing with no way to make attacks outside of like Manifold has charge top dial. But I would that- also say like, uh, just going back to the uh, combat reflexes thing, Silver Samurai also already yeah. has combat reflexes. I don't he, really know what his whole dial. how how much uh, <laughs> the whole combat reflexes adjacent, albeit him and Kitty probably aren't adjacent. The team feels like it's going to spread out pretty fast. So I don't know what all... You know, Manifold is super adding. Uh, he's really good. He's a really good pulp piece, but I don't know if he's like doing his job to his fullest in this team. I, yeah, I don't know. I, and this isn't a theme team, so there's plenty of options you can take. Honestly, after playing in the Avengers 60th stuff, um, you could play like, I don't know. There's the captain marvel who can switch between hyper or not hypersonic charge and running shot she's got decent range decent values 
uh, decent clicks. She's somebody that would really benefit from having combat reflexes, and she can carry manifold some turns. He can carry her some turns. That thing. Um, yeah. Gosh, like we already talked quite a bit about uh, pulp, pulper, um, but yeah. Blue Marvel is great on this team, giving him combat reflexes, and then if they shoot at him so that they don't have to deal with like his 20 defense from close, then he gets to heal and remove an action token from himself. That's an insane value for 50 points, and I think it would just slaughter Silver Samurai and like a one-versus-one kind of thing, where like assuming they all have the same stats, assuming they're on the same team, I should say. But yeah, no, yeah. I, I would definitely look into that. We did a video we talked about. It's not out yet, I don't think, but uh, we did talk about how much pulse wave is going to be necessary in pulp and that is yeah that's probably the one thing i would definitely look for for this team is not just a running shot piece but also a pulse wave piece to end durations to right hit people that because like that's the one weakness of this team too is if you're doing a defend and silver surfer spot all these people have like rollouts and high defenses for closer range pulse wave just Mobius is just a 16 if I, he gets pulse waved. You know, Mary Jane is a 17 if she gets pulse waved. No shape change, nothing. So, something to keep in mind for sure. It's tough. Uh, but, all right, hopefully that was some pretty good criticism, constructive criticism of your team to, like, go out, play it, see, mess around with, like, what seems super necessary, what doesn't seem super necessary. And let us know in the future. If you want to email us again once you've, like, played this team, maybe take it to, like, a local pulp tournament at your venue or something like that. We'd love to see how it does, if you end up changing it or not. Uh, but let us know, Corey. All right, moving on to the rest of the questions we have. We have quite a few on our Discord. This is when I plug our Patreon a little bit. You can join our Discord $5 a month on Patreon. Also gets you entry into our monthly giveaway. Also gets you an early look at upcoming videos on our YouTube channel and all sorts of other cool behind-the-scenes stuff. We also do things like play games on our Discord and have hangout nights. It's always you know, a great ton of fun on the Dial H Discord. People tell me all the time, Caller, your Discord has incredible value. That's not me making it up. I do actually get a lot of people telling me like they learned so much from our Discord uh, as compared to free other Heroclix Discords, not to name them, but it's just pretty cool. So, first question we have from Detective Dracula, who, man, one of my favorite characters of all time. Uh, what are you guys planning on playing or building around for your upcoming States event? I know... Man, I really want to mess with the Prime Captain America from this newest, latest set. And oh, yeah, part yeah. of me wants to just do my chainsaw team that me and Ian kind of <laughs> stole from the internet slash built and tweaked. I really did like that team. I think it's really good. And there's part of me that says, I just want to get a hold of the Avengers Prime Legacy card and play that and the Prime Avengers on the sideline and then just say, who cares? Um, that's probably all I'm messing with. I don't... I don't know. The meta, the competitive scene is in a super weird spot right now where I don't want to play all these chases, but you'll definitely have to play against all of them. So it's pretty tough. Simeon, what are you thinking about playing? Yeah. States is like a proving ground, and we have we have some fairly high-level high, high level like players and stuff like that that show up to our states. But the, the two states that we most likely would make it to would be south dakota and nebraska which we are hosting um so i actually don't have to worry about either because i'm pretty sure i have a wedding 
like my cousin's getting married for South Dakota states. It's on the 6th. And that's the same date as the wedding, I believe. If not, um, I'll be going and participating. I'll probably just run something janky. I'll probably last minute try and do like a Kitty Pride and Mortis mission point garbage thing. Okay. Um, hope I can win like a small map and make my way across back and forth uh, for 300. It's They're both going to be 300 modern. I should mention that too. Um, right. As far as Nebraska goes, I'll be judging that. So I don't actually have to worry about... I mean, it's not like I would change my build within a couple weeks. I would probably just practice it more and tweak it. But no, uh, at this point, I haven't played or really considered competitive builds a whole lot. Uh, there's a few figures that I think are like super neat and would really like to build something around them. I just don't know exactly like what I'd be doing. The rare Spider-Man, when I played him, found him to be really interesting. The super rare Adaptoid from Avengers 60th, up until the point where Calder just wiped him off the map in like two turns. <laughs> I, I thought he was doing really good. I was like, man, maybe he doesn't need protected outwit. And then turns out, yeah, sure does. Um, mm. So maybe maybe super Adaptoid I will say, with Galactus, uh, I don't know. That's not that was my points. like third game of the day. And by that time, I got like the tempo of exactly how my team should be played pretty much down. Yeah, there's no more like, learning it, curve done. As soon as I saw the Korvac or whatever his name was, uh, yeah. as soon as I saw his dial, I was like, I am done because there's no way I can hit him enough to get him, we'll get him off that wit. Yeah. And super adaptoid has a real problem without wit. Uh, I would love to play the uh, the shifting focus, and we almost have the full set, so one of us could straight up play the shifting focus, uh, Masters of Evil, which is a just a super cool looking and it's, team. It's definitely, definitely Ian is playing our shit. Oh, I shouldn't even say our. There's no our in this set. He, he made has, that perfectly clear that it is his. Of... It is his set of shifting focus characters. That is abundantly, abundantly clear. So yeah, yeah, we I have, shall see. I'm up to two. Um, wow. We don't. None of us have Mephisto either. I don't think. Uh, but no, no I have anymore. Thor and Ghost Goblin. I mostly want Hound and Dark Phoenix. That's not an invitation that I'm trading either of those for Hound and Dark Phoenix. Um, I am. I just have them in my possession. So, uh, but it is just, man. This would be such a good set to have done specialty bases for because it's oh, an I know, actual right? legitimate oh. comic book set of villains and there's so much like cool stuff going on with the sculpt ghost goblin sculpt is so good oh, it's and amazing. the fact that it, then it's just like a normal black boring base it's like ugh I was hoping, I don't know if I said this on the podcast or to you or not, but like, since they're the masters of evil and the primary, like the color for that team ability is like Baron Zemo's mask, so it's purple. We've never gotten a purple set of bases before. I think it would have been really cool to get them with this set. Yeah, and they could have made them like, uh, I don't know, out of like a sock material to really be like uh, yes. Zemo's mask. Some real Baron Zemo sock material. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or they could have been gold. He got the sock gold from bits. his papa. So his papa sock. Mask. Oh, geez. Um, that's a blue. All right, somewhere that we have. <laughs> okay, thank goodness. 
Is own Bill Superfan is own Bill asks how long before the pool of lava gets banned? I will go ahead and read this. I think this is in either the Hulk or the Iron Man play at home kits. The pool of lava is at the end of each player's turn. It is an L-shaped piece of terrain, so it's three squares. At the end of each player's turn, deal characters friendly to that player unpenetrating damage if they occupy this little L-shaped piece of terrain. Yeah, I don't know if this is going to get banned. I think Bill just got stunted on super hard uh, playing <laughs> against the pool of lava. Um, honestly, I I think he played in a broadcast event this last week, and someone abused the pool of lava really well and just absolutely stunted on uh, Bill Deroche. under people or something? I don't, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, like moving it around, TKing it, dropping it on people. Um, but it is at the end of each player's turn. So if I were to drop this on top of you during my turn, you still have a turn to like move away from it. Unless there's some mm. cool immobile shenanigans, in which case I do like that and may even look at building into the pool of lava. I will say it's weird that this terrain that has an effect doesn't have a point value. It is odd. I find, like that, we've I find that quite so, odd. There's the heart-shaped herb, the pool of lava, and I can't remember the third one. Caps is like a fence. It's like a chain. It's really lame. It's like a chain link fence, but you get okay. ESD when you ESD, occupy it, which yeah. is pretty solid. Yeah. Pretty, yeah, um, pretty good, actually. But um, yeah, the fact that these, I mean, I remember back when these terrain markers were first announced and we hadn't really seen any of them. We were at Worlds and we uh, were talking to Scott Diagnostio and we had brought up like there is there potential for like them having like a point cost and maybe doing like special stuff right. like almost like uh, old objects of yore or like terrain of yore kind of thing. And he said like, oh, well, like there's absolutely like a chance for that. But it is interesting seeing like a uh, kind of like early forms early stages of costed terrain i don't know how expensive terrain could ever get but you know i could see a piece at some point being 15 points wouldn't be out of sure. like, the realm of question and for me especially if it has like some kind of crazy stat attached like takes five damage to destroy it or something like that oh make it immobile not able to be or don't even have to make it immobile just say it can't be used in object attacks and make it like 15 points and takes five damage to destroy, so most characters wouldn't be able to just pop it. Pretty true. I mean, like, getting up to a five damage is not the easiest thing in the world to also, like, move an attack and, like, grab it and destroy it or something, you know? I don't know if... I just. I guess all this to say, Bill, we don't know if Pool Lava is going to get banned. Craziest I thing. I don't think it will. I think uh, a lot of things... Maybe errata. I don't think they'll ever ban anything. Hero clicks figures in modern, so... Oh. Okay. Because yeah. zero hero clicks figures have ever been banned in modern. It's true. Yeah. That's very true. The, the D-Man, classic Dennis Dumfrey, asks, what would it take... Now, I really like this question. What would it take to make a swarm team able to be played in a competitive event? I thought I would see some people play the 003 Hydra from Avengers Forever. Pulse Wave, 15 points, you know, running shot, four range Pulse Wave, with a bit of defend behind them or something, but not even they make the cut. People use Suited Henchman as a great five-point filler, but usually don't play it in multiples. So he's trying to figure out what would make someone play multiples of one character that is like an actual generic, you know, like people play multiple Sky Tyrants, multiple Carnage Silver Servers, insane monetarily uh multiple wolverines in the past stuff like yeah. that and he's saying what would it take for like a Big swarm Tony's. team 
Epic Tonys. That might have been the most, the you big know, not a generic, but like, yeah, all that perplex. So he's, he's asking, what would make you actually play multiples, like a, a true swarm team where it's like maybe you would just play these guys with like Red Skull or something and a bunch of them and maybe like two or three other like main Hydra guys. But the majority of your team is like a bunch of 15 point dudes. And I honestly, D-Man, I don't know if that will ever be the case. I think they would have to do something pretty incredible for people to not be like, well, I'll just play one and that's fine. No, yeah. I'm not, that's kind of what wrong. it comes down to for generics. It's just I mean, it's really tough. You know, for 15 points, they all they have is running shot pulse wave. Um, it's not like they're autonomous and spawn three bystanders for 15 yeah. points with <laughs> well, like a special you, team ability and you, you shape just start change. to go, oh well, I want to play multiples, right? And it's like okay, now it's 30 points for two of them, and that's flash that's saint walker that's, that's almost chip that's like so many other things that have insane utility that are tertiary attackers that are great taxis and you're like oh just two running shot pulse waivers with like okay attack values that's not comparable like at all i no. definitely think that like they're that you're not wrong where like there is a part of like the point cost does come into being like a lack of return on investment if i'm playing and this is why I, I could never play parademons. I hated like all the parademon uh, generics because they are stupid expensive. They're like the Superman Wonder Woman ones were 45 points charged oh, yeah. 10 for 3 with 17 toughness. Uh, the ones from Trinity War were 50 points or like the, the gravity feed were 45. Uh, there's just never been like super cheap generic like parademons i should say but as far as uh generics go you need them to either be like one point and it's literally just a click and it's just mastermind fodder like yeah. similar to the scott crampton pog who's four points for a stupid amount of stuff but like literally just mastermind right. fodder at the end of the day you either have to be like that cheap to be able to run multiples or it has to be yeah, if you're going to run multiples, it has or to be something you need, like, support um, power, right? Like, if they all had an enhancement, they were 10 points. You'd be like, oh, so, yeah, totally. Like, people played Moloids. They had 10-point power. So you played three of them. That was as swarmy as it got because you just wanted three empowers for super cheap on your team. Well, and that, also that the Moloids is, could carry each other with, like, their... Right, they worked super well. ...and stuff. Uh, here, not a traditional generic, but... The Kleinstock brothers from XDPS, something like that, where they have the merged form. When Kleinstock brother starts the game, chooses starting line, blah blah blah, invulnerability and damage plus one, but only if they have a Kleinstock brother within three squares of one friendly character. Uh, impervious and damage plus two, but only if he's within three squares of exactly two friendly characters with Kleinstock. If you had, for sure. Uh, like a cascading effect of like gaining stats and abilities or whatever, but them going from like a 33 point person with running shot psychic blast for one damage and 17 toughness. The fact that if you had two more, that meant that he was impervious and dealt three damage with that psychic blast almost made it worth playing all three of them for like almost like what 99 points yeah right? almost yeah because <laughs> that's yeah the rest like really the running shot one was really the only standout like the rest were kind of yeah 
They've they've gotten better though, because they uh, they didn't have Indom, so they don't get pushing damage now. There's at least that. No, <laughs> uh, or something like new clone or power elite kind of stuff. Where, like, the more you have, the I more really it thought makes new clone could have seen some more play. I think if he was 15 points, he would have. I I made so many people like absolutely panicked just by putting new clones on like the map. That's pretty fair. They would just sit there and like they it would take them an extra like ten turn ten not ten turns. It would take them like an extra ten minutes for one turn just to try and keep out of like his explosion range. And I'm like, it's one penetrating damage or one unavoidable damage. It's not no, it is penetrating when he dies. Yeah. It's just one pen damage. You don't have to be that like concerned. You get twenty points and you only take one damage. That's like mystics. It's fine. You'll be fine. No, it's fine. No, it's totally fine. Totally fine. Jeez, goodness gracious. But like, yeah, I'm ultimately D-Man. I I think generics are just kind of like a utility piece. I don't think really a swarm of generics is really going to be like a competitively super viable thing. I think, I guess really, when was the closest it truly was? That would have to be the boomerangs, right? Oh, that yeah. has to be it. That's like the only time. And that's because they, they were made a stupid amount of free attacks. Misprinted. Those guys, so. they were supposed to have one damage for sure. Like, there's no yeah, no way they it. made the the axe guys had like one printed damage, and then the exact same elite version of like range had three printed damage. There's no way that was on purpose. Really good, really good. It's kind of yeah. nuts. So yeah, those that's the only example I can think of, and. And then it was purely because, like, yeah, good alpha strike stuff. You can make a lot of attacks after being yeah, carried, etc. Free attacks et cetera. and so, like a pseudo prob. That would basically be it. They have to be uh, through a lot of good stuff for free in order for you to play a bunch of them, which is like every figure. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. and even though he didn't play with Shredder, you know, he didn't really help any of his generics out that much at all. He just made his own. So the that kind of build, the one man general in his army, wasn't really a thing. D-Man also goes on to ask, should Carnage Silver Surfer get an errata or become unique? I think at this point, it would just make meta players furious. I heard them discussing on another podcast the right amount of surfers, and they settled on two, but that is only because some people play three. Yeah, I saw a ton of people play Carnage Silver Surfer down at the Hero Flicks for Huntington's event. It was pretty wild, the amount of people that once uh, Teams was over, where you can only play one of each thing across like any of the three teams as soon as it was singles there's like people with two three on a team it was wild i don't think you should make him unique i'm kind of i used to be four just ah oh, just make that character unique and it solves the problem i'm i'm a little against that for carnage silver surfer i think people would be really upset i think if you changed his starting line and this to me makes more sense because clearly i say clearly but it might not be chases that Get in line with the other chases. All the other chases have a four-click long starting line for their 50-point line. He's the only one that has six clicks. So make him start on whatever this would be. Basically, his four make it four clicks long. Where instead of starting on his 11 attack with the special hypersonic and then start on click range six combat expert with normal hypersonic six with normal hypersonic toughness yeah. exploit instead, which kind of looks like that's where he was supposed to start. It, to me, it does. It feels like a separation. Yeah, it really kind of does look like line. that was supposed to be the fifty-point line where he's only got normal hypersonic, and that's why it gives you an incentive to play him at the top dial to have like that right. special hypersonic, special, or exactly a, a, an incentive to heal up to that like double attack hypersonic. 
Because so many of these characters don't start with like any of their specials and they have to heal up to them like Iron Man, uh, Captain America, stuff like, well, I guess not really Captain America, but like the Iron Man is that way. I believe Rocket is that way. Uh, maybe not. There's only, a, I guess there's really only a handful of them that oh, heal up to right. specials. I was going to say, yeah, Captain America heals up to that special damage. Power yeah, that, that ended up being they a They made a it trait, that a leadership. Yeah. His trait, yeah. right? His trait, um, not a special damage. Yeah, it's really funny. Leader snip is now a trait, and he just has an empty damage yeah. power there. I was thinking that, yeah, too. But so, yeah, I think it would make sense to have Carnage Silver Surfer start four clicks from KO on his top. Now, obviously, that gets rid of his whole reason people play him: the yeah. hypersonic speed and use make two attacks. So but maybe that almost all be... the other cha- like Carnage. No, Iron it, Man. that. Starts it's just on like click such five, an understandable change, and it would still and make people up to upset. his two special powers. Because then it's like I don't think he gets played at all, right? No. Like once he doesn't have that two free attacks, it's like okay, why would I ever play fifty points for this piece? No well, double rollout. He, he doesn't no, even whatever. heal up to a a twelve from range. No, he heals like up, a, he heals up 11, to a, yeah. an eleven with RCE for so range. Like an, uh, yeah, an eleven with range. Um, yeah. He's still but that good. to me He's just would be the change where I would be like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. That's how he should have been the whole time versus being unique. Right. But I think it would still make people upset. I think that change would honestly make people more upset than him being unique. I but, agree. Uh, I, I think, think it would his, make more sense. His price would drop probably oh, half, plummet, and people would be very mad that they spent money. I also I hate making – every time the conversation of errata comes up, I, I hate making an example of figures – by just issuing erratas when, in my opinion, better game design would just be to design figures that, like, design figures that not necessarily counter, but are either on par with that character or have, like, something that that character can't do or, like, limit that character in some way. And we've already seen characters that can do that to uh, this carnage. There's already characters that say like opposing characters with an X can't heal that kind of thing so right. yeah he's still a 12 for 4 shooting twice but at least he's not healing from that up to like a you know invincible click or essentially at some point he heals up to a 13 for 5 with penetrating damage click you know yeah yeah uh, hopefully that answers your question, D-Man, in what we might do with Carnage Silver Surfer. Our last question from Discord goes from comes from Alex the Enchanter, and he asks, and I'll I'll look up a few of these pieces just so we can give the audience a bit better of an understanding in case they don't know. But he says Clea Sorcerer Supreme with three perplexes, two lines of cheap figures or walls of barrier or whatever, and Legacy Cosmo equals your team literally cannot be targeted by your opponent in any way. How would you fix this? So, so for those unaware of flexing Clea's range down three times? Yes, you would do it down. So Clea's okay. whole yeah. ability is that opposing characters, I believe it's inside her range. Opposing characters outside, outside her range? Outside her range. Targeting can't target. characters with inside her range yeah, that's what it can't is. be targeted. So if an opposing, she has five range naturally. If an opposing character is outside of the five and they're targeting a friendly within that five, they can't. Tar- they they just can't. Not for close, not for outwit, not for perplex, not for range, nothing. You just can't target them, period. Um, I believe this even works through Pulse Wave because Pulse Wave would have to include Clea in it to get around that. 
Um, well, if, if first you draw out of fire, shut off abilities, and then you do it. That's where Cosmo comes oh, into play. Is that why Cosmo is on there? Yeah, he's because he's the whole power action. You choose a character; they can't use that power until your next turn, right? Um, within his range, his range is six, and so you should just choose Pulse Wave. Now, within six squares, you can't use Pulse Wave. Okay, Pulse Wave is a minimum four. With Perplexes, you can technically get it up to seven, I guess, and so, yeah. Pulse Wave. There's but, no yeah. way for him for them to activate that within the four. Basically, yeah. Him. So, I, I if you perplex her down three times, that makes her two range. That means you can have a shell of friendly characters that are within two, and it's very hard for an opposing character to get next to her, get within her two, to attack either her or one of those and opposing characters. And this is where we charge up and drop the pool of lava on the whole team. Uh, the just problem, and we drop. the biggest problem with this is uh, she yeah. has that traded. So there's no, yeah, no outwitting that. Um, and then there's stuff like the stop sign with like barrier that keeps right. people from like flying over certain things. Um, I think the best way to try to beat this is if you can get to the team. Uh, Cosmo has no reducers. Clea has no reducers. Uh, this is where the cowboy boot and frogman are your best friends. Say yeah, you can knock back without tar target. Yeah, which is really cool. There's poison so pieces. There's pieces where oh. it says if like I move through you, you take a damage. That kind of thing. Uh, it doesn't target. So anything that doesn't use a targeting language, because wasn't there another character that was like hard to deal with, but then you could just like poison him? I can't remember who that was. Obviously, Clea, you're not gonna poison her to death. That's gonna take way too long. Um, that's forever gosh yeah oh was it like King Shazam or something there's somebody that like should have been really good uh, but like they the way they had like the wording was like they can't be targeted and so it turned out you could just like poison them right off like the click that they were on I can't I don't know I can't know what you're talking about I guess I can't think of it um, yeah. Poison Ivy is pretty cool. Poison piece that can that can poison after being carried. That's kind of fun. There's it's just you have to go through a ton of of well, characters. I would assume you don't want to get to the, the point where you're trying to uh, counter build. Yeah, I would just say like a, you want to maybe build like a good alpha that uses knockback, non-targeting stuff. Yeah, that can go with any team. You don't want to just try to counter build Clea. He's not asking, I guess, how to counter build. How, Alex yeah, is technically how asking, how, how would you fix it? And I, I would, would just, just say, say rain. Yeah, right. Well, yeah. you you also could just say opposing characters not within six squares, or like you know, you opposing characters not within six can't target friendly characters within six. Oh, actually, you know what? So I would well. like uh, opposing characters in range and line of fire. So Clea has to be able to see them. Oh, sure. You can't hide Clea. I would actually, I think that's what I would like. Yeah, nope, that's what I like line. the most. Yeah. yeah, I like that. Kind of got to risk your girl to do that. No one plays her, I guess, for 80 yeah. points. But no. I would be okay with that change versus her being actually broken and bad, terrible for the game. So that's what I would say. She should probably, She should probably not be illegal uh, for like states and stuff coming soon i would like to see an, uh, an errata to this hopefully soon hopefully we get some play testers I working mean, on it and hopefully they listen to this podcast and they say oh wow call that is such a great idea be, it should just be range be line of fire they should probably fix it before probably. then but I hope. if i if i'm judging <laughs> and somebody's running it and they haven't issued anything it's good to go like but dang I mean, Ooh, not, yeah, I'm not house rule. Nothing anything. you can do. Yeah, you're not gonna house rule it. That's fair. No. I mean, 
it would bother people a lot to be like, oh, by the way, we have a house rule for this this yeah. thing for our state It would be something that we'd have to issue like literally now to, yeah, uh, to very be true. fair enough. Because if somebody's planning on building with this, the problem is like it'll be one person that thinks of it or something like that. You know, one person true. has the audacity to run it. Just like there was one person running Vulture when he first came out. It was me. I was that person. I was the bad guy. Oh, jeez. But That's uh, fine. <laughs> no, I... I do think that uh, it just, I don't know. It's one of those things where, like, there there are some solid strategies around it. One of them would be, you know, you've got some TK running shot pulse wave because if, if they perplex themselves down to two range with her, then unless they've also got barrier, if you're on the outside, like, adjacent to that wall of people, you're pulse waving those people and her. But then you have to like stay there and keep pulse waving and not die. So it does Very present true. a bit of a problem where pulse waves only dealing one damage. And then like you said, Cosmo can shut that down too. So that does does seem like you can't be targeted in any way. Um Cosmo doesn't have a reducer though, right? No, he around. doesn't. He is yeah. just like a willpower ESD thing. Yeah, we just bounce people around with Frogman. All exactly. these competitive players look, how do you deal with it? Well, you just frogman. It's frogman. It's poison. I mean, I would say I would say her name, but she's not modern anymore. Ah, uh, but the princess of tomorrow slash the princess of yesterday. Now, uh, she she uh, could have ruled this meta. Little uh, little Oscar Lock, little uh, remaker poison. It's pretty good stuff. Jeez. Oh, goodness gracious! But all right, ladies and gentlemen, that. It's a wrap. Those are all our questions. If you want to ask questions just like these listeners did and you want to join our Patreon to join our Discord, you can do that. If you want to send us an email at dialageforheroclicks at gmail.com, you can do that. If you want to write us a Facebook message or Twitter, uh, facebook.com slash dialageforheroclicks. We're on Twitter at dialh4. That's the number four heroclicks. And if you want to stay updated on all sorts of cool videos and neat stuff that we do on there, we got some Avengers 60th unboxings. We also put all the podcasts on YouTube as well. You can go to youtube.com slash dialh4heroclicks. Wow. So much cool stuff. So much amazing content. All for you. All for free. What can you do to help us with this content? If you don't want to give us money on Patreon, I'm so super duper happy you asked. You can write us a review on wherever you listen to podcasts. You can subscribe to the YouTube channel. You can like videos. You can comment on videos. But seriously, write us a review. Five stars, please. And just tell us what you think about the podcast. Do you enjoy the sweet, sultry sounds of Simeon and I's voices? Do you enjoy all the fun, wackiness, what made us happy, all the cool, everything else about the show and whatnot? Write us a review. Wherever you listen to it, iTunes, Podbean, well, there's a million weird podcast sites. But yeah, write us a review on any of those. Man, I need to still buy some figures for my states team, actually, Simeon. Oh, um, yeah. I just realized, yeah, I'm like missing some stuff. I don't. That's, that's crazy. Uh, yeah. I need to pick up some stuff, like mostly like Ultron drones for uh, Avengers 60th. Ooh, yeah. And you know where I'm going to do that, Calder? Oh, do that, that com, where I'm going to use code DIAL5 to get 5% off all my hero clicks and, well, site-wide purchases, honestly. Uh, but no, I didn't pull hardly any of the Hydra agents or the Ultron drones. And, you know, I love me some generics. They've got generics. They've got main figures. Uh, they're selling out on certain stuff, but they've got a lot of the legacy cards. The Avengers Prime legacy cards only going for forty bucks, which seems seems surprisingly low to me. 
Yeah. Um, the uh, Ultron is going for 50 which is probably makes sense because that's the most expensive one in my opinion the one that's like the craziest and then squirrel girl is going for 11 bucks which honestly i know i said i'd I'd run like this or that for states i'd probably yeah. want run legacy squirrel girl i really Ooh, like she's that cool. dial. i really like the uh the hypersonic monkey or not monkey joe um tippy toe hypersonic tippy toe up maybe make an attack and then do support through tippy toe to like heal somebody because support got really good. But yeah, you can check out Avengers 60th. You can check out all the other, like, I don't know, hero clicks that you may need to piece out, get this or that. Uh, check out some figures for pulp teams. That's probably the cheapest way to get your pulp team together. The leader, who I think is going to be a standout in pulp, is only a dollar forty nine on cool stuff right now. He is insane. Holy smokes. Yeah, he... He made a, a super super adaptoid just look like trash today when Calder got me with it. And I knew it was coming. I was like, oh, man, this team's way more put together than, hey, I pulled two good things. Here they are. And, uh, yeah, that leader really just kind of wrecked my team. Does, with dude. One he's attack. insane. Uh, but, yeah, check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. They have the latest Heroclix singles and sealed products. So check them out. Make sure to use code DIAL5 when you check out. And then if you're shopping on shop.wizkids.com, make sure to use code DIALH10 to save 10% off of Heroclix purchases, including uh, all those like fancy giveaways they give you when you're buying bricks and stuff. I did remember to add it in after we were done recording, but uh, just saying it again, uh, the werewolf dude play at home kit that apparently comes with some sort of legacy card and a map and stuff i don't know i didn't see all like the details on that that is an online exclusive so the only place you can get it is at shop.wizkids.com and using code dial h10 will save you 10 percent off on that and then again if you're pre-ordering wheels of vengeance you get the convention exclusive uh not daredevil uh ghost rider yeah that yeah. comes along with that. So some good deals going on there. There's always some good deals. Uh, there will be other stuff later in the year. There, I mean, every time there's a new set revealed, set coming out. Uh, I think Batman and Jaro is the notorious pre-release, or not pre-release. Yeah, it is. Pre-order one, yeah. So lots of fun stuff. Check them out. Use the code. Save yourself some money. Save the world some money. Amazing. And like always, guys, happy trails. So if you're looking for emotional satisfaction, my advice to you is seek professional hero clicks now. Are you serious? Again? How many people even play this game? Like a hundred instant deadpan humor. Over they, uh, six people humor? think I am funny. I'm your Captain America. That was just you in a costume. You absolute fools. Simi will be able to edit that out, I'm sure. That's cool because it's expensive. I'm gonna make hero clicks like that forever. Are you kidding? <laughs> wow, wow, wow.